Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Life's so full-on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The Wallabies might have had to accept the Blitterslow Blues over the last couple of decades whilst the All Blacks have been at the peak of their powers. But it's worth noting, it hasn't always been that way. Actually, the last time the Blitterslow was played as a midweek fixture was 1994 and in those days, the Aussies were more than dangerous. Wilson and Smith. Lovely step. Wilson. Yes. Oh, he lost the ball. No cries. A tragedy. Great run, Wilson. He was over for all money. Who got his hand in there? I think it was Gregan. A truly outstanding game. Sweet revenge for Australia. The cup for Phil Kearns. And the Wallabies still number one in the world, despite the All Blacks' resilience and passion. I don't know about the commentary. I just watched the replay before, and man, there was some one-odd commentary in that. Anyway, so 28 <laughs> years on, can the Wallabies possibly muster the spirit of their famous 90s side? Would be brave to write them completely off. Graham Bishop was there in Sydney back in 94, known for a rocket pass. He had a great career for the All Blacks before heading off as one of the earliest Kiwi pioneers to ply their trade in Japan. He's with us on the line now. Morning, Graham. Good morning. The memories come flooding back when you heard that audio. We obviously had to play that, that little uh, moment at the end of the game when Goldie Wilson, the great one, gets it, knock, knocks it on over the line, mate. Did you rip into him after that? Oh, not really, I think, cause, because we played so well and lost. But, you know, it was just, just the way it went. And, but it was, a, it was a great game to be involved in and a long time ago, so it's hard to remember a lot of the stuff that went on. But, yeah. <laughs> Mate, what, what were the memories? Like you just said, it was a long time ago, but there'd be surely some memories. It was a back and forth game, 2016, the final score. But, mate, what were the memories? And what was it like playing a midweek test? We've obviously got one tomorrow night. I don't think the, um, well, when you're playing the Wallabies, it doesn't really matter what day you're playing them. But the biggest thing I, I remember was preparing for a night match because we played all our tests in the afternoon. So just preparing for a night match, you know, you go through, you, you know, you have to go through the day and try and fill in the day. So that was the biggest yeah. thing for a lot of the guys. Hey, Graham, what uh, what made that Aus- Australian side so good? Well, I think it was the start of uh, when they won the 91 World Cup when we had guys like um, Horan and Little were, were just coming on back then and then, and then right up to 94, that's when they had a lot of experience in the team. And um, so they were probably at, at their peak. And then in 95, 95 World Cup, they dropped off. So And that's where we, we were just starting to build. And I think the end of that 94 season was the beginning of what you saw in 95 as, as a style of rugby wanted to play. And that's why that, that game was um, pretty pretty fast and um, we wanted to play, play to our, our strength. And that was giving the backs quick ball, front foot ball. Mm. Mate, you play 31 games for New Zealand, the All Blacks. You've played a ton of rugby, but what is it? What is it about the Splitterslow Cup? You know, what? Why is the Splitterslow Cup so revered? And what were your memories of that? It was a tough time, 
obviously for for the ninety All Blacks, it was you know Aussie were dominating and they held the trophy for so long. I just think it's just the history of the two countries, and I, I think you know because they're our neighbours, and it's always been mm. been like that. And um, yeah, it's just and and the Blues Lake goes back a long way, so it's just um, you just don't want to want to give it away. Yeah. No, no, we don't, mate. They're, they're, they're obviously playing, and I enjoy drinking out of it. I enjoy drinking out of it. Too. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, I hope, hope they've uh, hope they've cleaned that big thing out. Hey, so yeah, they're playing. They're playing an Aussie game. What are, what is it about playing Aussie and Aussie? What's the crowd like? What, what do you remember about that? Oh, as you know, there's there's a lot of Kiwis there, so it's um, it's it's always very vocal, and or back then. You know, there's always a sellout crowd, and it's just very vocal. And, and but the support on both you know, both sides, the support for the keys is you know pretty strong as well. So it's just a really great atmosphere to play in. And Mate, what do you think of this this current crop? What do you think of this current All Black side? We're going to touch on it. Um, obviously, we've had good games, we've had bad games. Are you confident we can go over there tomorrow night and get the job done, or are you a little bit wary like many? Well, the competition's been pretty tight. So I, I think, um, you know, it's anyone's game. I, I hope the All Blacks get up and win, you know, get get those two wins behind their belt, you know, they've been looking for. So I, I just think it's the competition's really tight and it's, it's good to see, really. And and I think we've got the players there. It's just now we know what's going forward to the World Cup. You know, just got to let the guys do their thing and see how it plays out. Yeah. One one man that's doing their thing, mate. One man that's doing. Aaron Smith. He's obviously our most capped halfback of all time. Has he got plenty of juice left in the tank for old, old Smith? And what have you made of his career so far, Graham? A fellow halfback. Oh, he's been outstanding for the for the jersey, and you know you can see his experience and shining through. But you know, he, and he's um, he's probably near the, getting near the end of his career. You know, he's um, what in his early thirties. He's, he's, you know, he's still proving that he's, he's he's one of the best in the world, and it's good to see he's got some young guys coming behind him that can um, do the job as well. Hey, Graham, you've probably been asked this question a thousand times, and and being an X five eight, what what do you think the All Blacks have to do to win this game? I just think it's like nothing's really changed. You just got to win those collisions up front, you know, and get front football, and, and then let, let, let the backs, you know, do their thing. If, if yeah, that doesn't happen, you know, it's, it's, it's just nothing changes really. You just got to make your tackles, just win your collisions and in front football. Yeah, nail the basics. Really, that old adage, <laughs> nail the basics, and you'll go a long way to winning winning the game. Hey, hey, Grant, do you, do you look back at your career? Looking at back at your career, how tricky of a call was it to head offshore to Japan at that time? Did you really want to be a part of that '96 side to go back to Africa? Yeah, that's probably one regret I have. But I'd, I'd already signed a contract with Japan in '94, and um, the, the, the club over there was was very good to me. So you know, I just wanted to honour that. But I, I, I knew deep down that the boys would go back and win that win that um, series, just because we had unfinished business. Yeah, I know John Hart. So. John Hart was doing the, as all he can to try and get you back. He went to try and get a sign off, but New Zealand Rugby said no. 
So you had to stay over there, and I've reading you're just cruising around with the Senex president, playing uh, golf and enjoying the life. So you weren't doing too bad, mate. What was the reception like being an early pioneer, playing overseas and and representing Japan? Well, when, when I first went, we didn't even have a training field, so the company went to was just starting up. So '94, so we were training, going from a World Cup '95 to to something completely different, and that's that was a challenge for me just. Very different, and uh, and rare game Japan uh, playing for Japan. No, that was great. You know, I enjoyed the way the Japanese play the the fast style of game, and you know, it suits it suited me. So it was it was good to go and go on tour again and, re- and represent another country, which was um, a bonus. Well, that yen would have been really strong back then too, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably stronger today. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, quickly, before we let you go there, Graham, what, what are you doing these days? Are you still building? Yeah, just myself and my son here. We're just um, cruising around in Christchurch, doing a few jobs here and there, which is um, it's a fun. Do you know how to fix swimming pools? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I keep right away from those. You yeah, stay away, mate. Yeah, that, uh, this one's leaky for sure, mate. We, bit of water. We've had a bit of water here in Otatai, Christchurch, mate. Graham Bastrop, we're going to let you go, mate. I appreciate your time. No doubt you're just having a wee smoko while your son's doing all the hard work. That's what good bosses do. So thank you so much for joining us. Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. There is Graham Bastrop, man of uh, a few words, but man, when he was on that field, he did it all. And just one of the early... Well, pioneers of, of players departing for Japan, and now it's just the norm. Back then it wasn't the norm, but beautiful pass. Beautiful player and did some, yeah, some great things in the black jersey. 31 so, times, and they represented Japan nine times. Mm. Wow, we Crazy, crazy to think that's what that era was. And, yeah, one of the earliest guys to go to Japan and play, um, really just head offshore and make a career for himself. I was looking – I've lost the page, but I had up this morning – uh, his family tree, and obviously Stephen Bishop uh, was playing in that game as well, outside him. But then there's the Bishop uh, Garden Bishop boys. I think they're his nephews. I think they are related. And yeah, yeah. So there's a, a real kind of Bishop was a, a really special name in New Zealand rugby. Mm. They go wide and far. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this I, I remember them just being silky smooth. You know, tough. When they needed to get get their heads in there, but that, that team, I remember back then, that was just on that cusp of them getting onto something really, really good. Um, Walter was in that side, correct? Walter Little, yep. And mate, one Bunsy, of the yep. one of the best players. Like I got to play a little bit of football with Walter at the end of my career. Went back and played a bit of rugby, mate. I wish that guy played rugby league. He he played outside me in a game, a game of tens, uh, rugby tens, and he hit holes. Like one of the best centres I've ever played with, you know what I mean? I, I just remember looking at him going, bro, you were in the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to poach. They had Johnny Timu on the wing in 94 as well. Yeah, Johnny Timu, good Linnisfarne product. Oh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he went to Linnisfarne. He scored most points in the season. I was chasing it down, didn't even get close. And I kicked goals, he didn't. Good dreads. Uh, you guys weren't scoring <laughs> enough tries. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't scoring enough tries. Mate, um, 
Yeah, just one of the great teams. Eh? You think back then, I was watching um, the highlights. I was only like five years of age, so I can't really remember. So I had to go recollect and re, re, uh, just rewatch the game and just seeing some greats. You know, Shane Howarth running from the fullback, scored a wonderful try. Then you got Goldie. Then you've got Michael Jones. And that was that commentary I was talking about. Forward pass. That's a forward pass, mate. It was way back by a mile, you one-eyed <laughs> Aussies. Did you hear um, that the first play of the game, they stuck the big offensive bomb up, the big attacking Bob yeah. and poor Shane Howell yeah. out-jumped on his line. Uh, you knew then mm. it was going to be a strange old game. Uh, come through with your memories, double eight, double three, the last midweek Bledisloe test. Chris says, I still remember the rugby training after that 94 game. First thing done was try-scoring technique, not doing wow. a Hollywood with your arms outstretched so the opposition could knock it out of your hands. <laughs> That is old school. Get on the line and practice putting the ball down. <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine. I can only imagine them doing that for sure. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.